Welcome everyone to a Subi podcast. Tonight I have with me Wes Renouf. Wes is a trader based in Queensland and trades the Australian and North American stock markets and is part of the Subi trading team. Welcome, Wes. Yeah, g'day, George. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Um, so look, just to start, if you could give the listeners maybe a bit of background about where you came from as a trader and, and your trading style and how long you've been in the markets. Yeah, sure. So I've been full-time since 2012, so coming up to seven years. Um, look, my background is I was always interested in stocks. Um, I can remember as a teenager, always reading the uh, the finance section in the paper, participating in stock market competitions, reading Money Magazine. And um, I bought my first shares at 18 and, and I was just hooked. Um, when my wife and I moved to Canada in 2012, that's when I thought, right, it's now or never, and uh, took the plunge. So I started out reading basic TA books, um, candlesticks, indicators, etc. And then I kind of moved a bit fast for myself and started trying to decipher GAN and Bradley Cohen and and that kind of really advanced stuff and uh and it, it just wasn't working i was effectively trying to sprint before i learned to crawl um and then i stumbled across um the more techno fundamental approach of uh guys like o'neill and livermore and gil morales minavini and it just made so much sense to me combining the uh fundamentals with the technicals um working on money flow stocks under accumulation so yeah, it made me realize that, you know, I want to be in the best names, find those stocks with the big move potential. And, um, and so I basically just used the framework from my studies of those guys um, and develop my own strategy within that, uh, that suits how I like to trade and my personality. Um, so primarily I'm a short-term trader, trying to catch those big moves. And um, I want to find stocks under install accumulation, you know, setting those constructive bases. And um, yeah, and just basically find those stocks with great FA potential and wait for the, the technicals to line up. Um, I want to be in those stocks when they're trending, you know, like catching a wave, riding that wave to the, to the shore until it crashes and then swimming back out and catching another one. So. So just on that, I guess, in, in this market um, right now, and well, I guess January's actually been a little bit easier on the long side, but certainly the fourth quarter of 2018, yep. we didn't see many names with that sort of classic yep. trend, names into new highs. So what what would you do or what did you do to, to alter, I guess, maybe not your trading style, but did you reduce your, your desire of average gain and, and lift your your average loss so you could keep that two to one ratio or you, did you stay out of the market or yeah. what, what were you doing to, to I guess, so, optimise your performance? So when I realised, well, the setups weren't there initially, as you say, and the ones that were there weren't really following through. So, you know, that's obviously a red flag and in the sense that, you know, you either want to stay out or... Or find other strategies and um i i turned to day trading a bit more um just holding them you know intraday 
and um, that's been a challenge. Um, but hopefully it makes me a better trader for it. Um, but yeah, those, those setups just they just weren't there. So it's it's certainly interesting when you you do look back at your trading and even you referred to sort of Livermore and um, earlier on. I mean, even you know people like that who traded that momentum sort of base style, just choppy markets were always the hardest thing to trade. And I guess, you know, the older we get, you sort of look and, and realize sometimes doing doing less is more yep. in, in situations like that, especially if you can get to cash early. Yep. Um, but I mean, ha- how do you, how do you balance that with a trader who's, who's full time? I know you've got a young mm-hmm. family. So there's, there's sort of that, that voice in the back of your head saying you've got to keep making money because if you don't do anything that's not working and although we we know that you know in the market doing nothing sometimes is the the smarter strategy but how how do you balance that yeah so that's i'm just trying to find other strategies that work in, in in that environment you know i think um a very important thing that i've taken out of of this period is you've you want to move at the same beat as the market so at different times in the market cycles certain strategies aren't going to work and other ones are so you know the more classic momentum strategies that we were just talking about they weren't there so you know you've either got to sit it out and stay in cash and keep your powder dry or you know you you try and devise strategies that work in in the current market um and and i want to be that trader that you know, can kind of at least make a living in any market. Um, and so, you know, that's what, that's my desire and that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so I guess just sort of jumping around a bit in, in terms of just your average day, um, what are you doing pre-market or, or what are you doing after market that gets your mind ready and also your strategy ready for that next session? Yeah, so I can't um, underestimate preparing preparation enough, you know, just it's so important. Um, more sweat and training, less blood and battle. Um, so I always do minimum an hour um, scans in the evening and uh, that's just getting my watch list and market depths ready. I know what stocks I want to be watching, um, you know, um, what patterns I'm focusing on, knowing my buy points for those charts. Um, plus, I want to be kind of managing the trades I'm already in too. So knowing, you know, okay, I'm moving my stop here or um, I'm going to let this one run. So just, you know, overall managing the stocks I've got on. Um, I, I want to know what themes are in play at the moment. So, you know, if it's tech strong or... Um, you know, lithium's strong at the moment. I, I want to know what what themes are in play and I want to know what stocks, you know, correlate with that theme. Um, so most of my work is done in the evening. And then in the morning, it's just about reacting to the overseas indexes, commodities, um, you know, so that might bring some sectors to my attention. And then just reading the announcements for uh, for anything of interest. So are you are you having, let's say you've got five stocks and you think, right, these might move through a buy or a shorting point. 
do you have the the market depths up and do you have the order pad up so it's all in front of you so you sort of the alert goes off and you're just pressing the button or do you find yourself scrambling and chasing your tail most of the day yeah so what i'll do is um my major stocks i'm watching i'll have them right in front of me i'll know the buy points i'll be in my notepad right in front of me um other stocks that might that I might be interested in, I'll set alerts for that'll go off on my computer. Um, but, and I'll have my order pads, you know, filled out pre-market, um, ready to go because, you know, sometimes you've got to be quick. Yeah, that's right. So, and so yeah. I guess you don't, you don't want to be scrambling. That's what. No. <laughs> and, and your position sizes. So let's say you're, you're looking at, at five stocks and a couple of them have the you know enough liquidity for you to get a decent position at your point yeah are you you adjusting that for the stocks in australia just for listeners out there there are a lot yeah. of sort of smaller stocks that move in funny increments so yeah. are you are you adjusting that position size to reflect that liquidity yeah of course you know you can't take more than what you you, you can get out with so i'm always looking at you know the lines and just seeing you know if this goes against me um i don't want to be stretched you know i don't want to be struggling to get out so you know and my position sizing also comes down to the state of the overall market um you know like these kind of times you don't want to really be going full position um but yeah it, it just comes down to liquidity and uh, and how the overall market is uh, is acting so so on, I guess, psychology uh, and, and mindset, which is obviously such a huge part and probably a, a largely a talked about, about part, but probably still quite underrated. Yeah. What, or can you give us some insights into how you might manage a drawdown um, and probably equally important how how you manage success and and maybe a drawdown from from both peak and and coming back into the market what will you do and then if you've had a you know a really strong couple of months yeah um what are you doing to handle that yeah so after a bad run my main goal is to rebuild my confidence um i want to review how i've got into that situation in the first place um you know, I'll ask, ask myself questions like, am I trading outside my strategy? Am I not taking the appropriate setups? Um, I just want to realize how I got into that position, you know. Um, and then it'll come, I'll probably reduce my position size, uh, stay nimble, and just focus on the highest probability setups to to rebuild my confidence and, and focus on, you know, getting some good trades under my belt to get back into the, the ebb and flow of the market. Um, but, you know, I try really hard not to bring emotional baggage from a previous failed trade into the next one. So, you know, really try and block that out and, and, um, and just take every trade at face value. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, that just comes with, you know, patience, discipline and self-control and, and, um, Conversely, after a good run, um, my goal is to say, stay disciplined and composed. Um, you know, after a, after a stellar trade or two or a good day, you know, I like to step away, get some air, um, 
refocus, um, not let the emotional side of it get to me. Um, and, and to be honest, when things are going good, I really want to milk it for all it's got. So I will increase position size, um, but within reason, within my strategy, you know? So yeah, it's really after a good run, I'm just trying to stay disciplined and composed, sticking to my strategy and, um, and just not getting emotional. So, yeah. So uh, Wiz and I, just for, for listeners of, I guess we've worked together or traded together for, for a number of years now. And yep. so I've, I've sort of seen some of your, your great years and, and, Perhaps we won't go into them here because it's always actually more interesting to talk about the losses. But, um, you know, you've been able to do multiple, I guess, triple figure returns. And then in your worst years, and, and I'm assuming they were probably earlier on in your career or um, or maybe more recently, I don't know. But what what is the primary difference besides from the market? And I know that is a big factor. But what when you look back and you think that was my, you know, my big year and that was my big low, what were you doing differently or what was your different mindset there? Uh, experience, well, experience and knowledge, you know, I, without a doubt, my worst year would have been my first, um, well, probably first 18 months to two years. Um, and, you know, that's just the learning phase, not to say that, you know, it, it can't be avoided, um, but... And, and, you know, 2017 was my best year easily. Um, I felt like I'd got the experience under my belt. I've got my strategies down pat and it was just about taking advantage of what the market market was giving. So, yeah, I'd have to say um, experience, knowledge and, uh, and just being ready to pounce when the market's giving. That's uh, definitely the big difference. I- I've certainly found in in my development, and this may be the same for you, is I guess the more confidence you get, and that that's probably in your own system and in your own abilities and controlling your emotional levels. But you, you don't fear the drawdowns as much because you're confident you can make yeah. it back. Which I sort of you know earlier on you 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 have a big drawdown or a big drawdown from peak, and you kind of out looking just what's the new next trade i've got to make this back i've got to do yeah. this and and you sort of you, you realize you just burn a hole in yourself if, if if you do that i mean when in 2017 when the market was good in those last couple of months but you had already you know achieved pretty pretty phenomenal returns how how were you dealing with that if you had a you know plus whatever percent yeah. month were you coming in and just saying, right, this the market's still giving, the setups are still there, and and taking them, and then how did you know when to start throttling back in that period? Yeah, well, that's it. In that twenty seventeen, late twenty seventeen period, the markets, I mean, the uh, the setups were just were there, and they kept coming, you know, um, month after month. So it was it was a great time to be in the market and a great time to take advantage of that. Um, and then I noticed in. January, it was still going good. And then I think in February, it, the, the setups weren't there. The ones that, that were there weren't following through. Um, and I just, you just get a feeling that it's kind of shifting now, you know, that's more uh, risk off and, um, and, and just to pull back, you know, that's, 
when when the setups aren't there and they're not following the ones that are aren't following through it's just kind of kind of time to pull back and reassess and and not give back what you've made so you are you raising your stops there or have you been selling into strength along the way or a bit of both yeah exactly all um of you know selling the strength um and, and that's the other thing is that you know when the market's good you know you can be more aggressive you can let those those um those moves follow through you know they're going to follow through more but you know when the market changes you've got to sell some of the strength because the failure rate is so much higher so so yeah it's a completely different <laughs> mindset and, <clears throat> and strategy and and so you're moving to a full-time trader maybe the the transition to north america force you into it maybe not mm. but what you know did you find it easy or um, what's the sort of change in mindset that you think you need? Because I know there's a bunch of, of our listeners there who are probably debating whether they, they should do it. I mean, what, what would you say to them? Yeah, look, the most important thing, I think, is to find a proven strategy, you know, um, and and use that as your foundation to build your own around it or, or within it. Um, you know, tweak to suit your personality. Um but yeah, you need a, a proven strategy as a foundation. Um, then you know you've got to work on the skill and the mindset to implement it. Um, so you know, preparation plus skill plus mindset equals success. I think in this game, um, be prepared to to do a lot of preparation. Um, know your your plan and your strategy inside out. You know, left to right, back to front down and up um be determined you know always be learning you know every day you know I'm, I'm, I'm learning i'm always seeing just day in and day out i'm learning new things and um so always be learning um <clears throat> back yourself you know um don't give up <laughs> just keep grinding it out if you've got that proven strategy you know um just keep because it is a lot about i mean some some people well some people never pick it up and and some people can pick something up straight yeah. away and I, I think you know certainly well at subi i'm we are certainly believers that anyone can be successful in the markets but that sort of time at the crease is just so important because it, it's really learning about yourself isn't it and and how you're going to you know, not do things correctly or what you're good at, but it, it's it's hard to buy yourself that time, isn't it? If you're relying solely on an income from trading. Yeah, there's no um, substitute for experience. You know, you um, you could give the you know anyone on the street the best um, the best trader in the world's you know strategy, point for point, but you know implementing it is is completely different. Um, but just quickly, I just wanted to finish on um, what I would suggest for a new, uh, someone new in the game is is just focus on a few, um, few of your highest probability strategies. You know, master them, and then move on. Don't try and trade, you know, ten or twenty different strategies and be all over the place. Just start small, master the basics, and then move on. I think that's very uh, sage advice, Wiz. 
All right. Well, thanks a lot for um, for jumping on, and, and we'll get you back on again uh, sometime soon. Uh, and if you want to follow Wes, Wes, you're on on Twitter. What's your Twitter name? Uh, it's just Wes R. Just a second. <laughs> you got to double check it. Yeah, I don't know. At Wes R zero eight. And Wes is also a, tra- a trader on uh, on <laughs> Subi.com, so you can follow him in there if you've got any interest. Uh, and, yeah, Wes, thanks a lot, mate, and yeah. we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me, George. Cheers. Cheers, mate.